Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll provide another important update to the circus known as the Bang Energy Bankruptcy. But before we get started, I would love if you took 46 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. The date of the Bang Energy bankruptcy auction has passed, yet the energy drink brand hasn't changed hands. So what exactly is happening now? I'll provide the needed insights that will be helpful in answering that introductory question a bit later in this content. But first, a lot has happened since I uploaded my last major Bang Energy Bankruptcy Explained update in mid-March. But that probably shouldn't surprise you at this point, right? The Chapter 11 bankruptcy era of the beverage empire that Jack Oak built has been wild. But with so much going on, where do we start? Maybe a good place would be an update on kind of the big prediction I made in that last piece of Bang Energy content. If you remember, I stuck my neck on the line and said that Monster Energy would end up acquiring its hated rival Bang Energy. In the next day or so, I was flooded with emails, DMs, texts, and calls from seasoned beverage industry folks that either wanted to applaud my logic or explain to me why they thought I was crazy. What I've found though is that when the latter is happening, I've hit the right chord and I'm actually onto something insightful and impactful. So it wasn't too big of a surprise to hear that a well-respected equity analyst at Stiefel put out a research note a few weeks later that stated Monster Energy was the best position to acquire Bang Energy. His logic almost exactly paralleled mine, noting that Monster is Bang's largest creditor in the bankruptcy and holds co-rights to a 5% perpetual royalty for the licensing use of the Bang trademark. It's that trademark ownership that gives Monster near total control over Bang's future because they can challenge the ability to transfer it to an acquirer. That's why I said the probabilities are low of an acquirer outside of Monster Energy, but concluded that it could possibly come from either a private equity firm that's willing to play nice, or someone like Constellation Brands, which engaged in due diligence with Monster Energy over a possible mega merger in 2022. The Stiefel analyst went on to kind of further agree that the Bang Energy acquisition would be value accretive and likely a modest all-cash purchase. One point that he did bring up that was overlooked by me was that Monster had a need for larger West Coast production. Bang Energy owns a massive state-of-the-art manufacturing facility near Phoenix that could produce a substantial amount of Monster's U.S. volumes. That is, if Bang Energy doesn't sell off all of its desirable assets to stay afloat before the bankruptcy auction is complete. Huron Consulting, who's in charge of the business right now, has already went through one commercial real estate sale and leaseback and just sold a distribution center outside of Atlanta to an animal pharmaceutical company 
for about $88 million. This cost optimization plan stuff might make for a good transition to update you on the operating reports for February and March. The interesting thing about Chapter 11 bankruptcy is that you get to peek into the books of private companies because they are required to submit monthly financial statements. In February of 2023, Bang Energy, through its main account, had monthly net revenues of just over $21 million. In March of 2023, that same main account for Bang Energy had monthly net revenues of $21.4 million. So adding in the January numbers from that last content, Bang Energy had Q1 net revenues of $72.8 million. That should give you a strong picture of just how far and how fast Bang Energy has fallen from a brand that reported $1.4 billion in retail sales in 2021. If you are wondering, or most likely you already have assumed this, Bang Energy had a steep operating loss of around $10 million in 2023's quarter one. And that's before the tens of millions of dollars additionally in legal costs and interest expense from servicing its debt instruments. Now, I wanted to find a creative like transition into this next update, but I don't even think DaVinci would have had enough brain power for this challenge. It goes something like this. I, Jack Owak, was forced by threat to post this against my will. If you follow the founder and ex-CEO of Bang Energy on Instagram, you would have seen him post something to this accord in the comment section on recent posts. These comments would be laced with tons of other like disparaging remarks towards targets like Huron Consulting, Monster Energy, and even the Florida bankruptcy courts. Jack Goak also went live on Instagram a few weeks ago to tell his side of the story. If you go on the Bang Energy CEO profile now, you won't see any of this, and that's because the court threatened to fine Jack Goak $25,000 a day until they were removed. If you are confused at what the heck is going on, as I mentioned in the last content, the ousting of Jack Goak can be only described as a hostile takeover. Knowing full well that his brash personality would lead to a very public counterattack, the company went after Jack Goak's social media accounts since they were tied to Bang Energy. But even Jack Goak tagging me in those Bang Energy posts and me reading each one of them, it wasn't until putting together some notes for this content that it struck me how desensitized I had become to this Bang Energy bankruptcy circus. I've covered many industry bankruptcies over the last handful of years, and this one is about as unique as we will ever experience. And just to kind of add more shit onto this pile, we can't forget that Monster Energy just won another judgment against Bang in the super creatine false advertising case. An order by the California Federal Court requires Bang Energy to stop using super creatine in marketing, take down any related ads, and issue corrective statements. This permanent injunction was said to be necessary to keep Monster from continuing to lose prospective customers and market share because of Bang's super creatine labeling that was still being used after that original verdict. Bang Energy's argument was that forcing it to destroy existing super creatine cans would cause millions of dollars in losses, disrupting its production and leaving it unable to match consumer demand. While I certainly get why Monster Energy did this, kind of supports my original comments about Rodney Sachs being someone 
you likely don't want to cross on the business playing field. But just to kind of end this content on what I was referring to in that introduction, the Florida Bankruptcy Court approved an extension that moves the Bang Energy bankruptcy auction from April 27th to now May 25th. Why did that happen? Well, pursuant to the bidding procedures, the debtors can extend the dates and deadlines relating to the transaction in their reasonable discretion and in consultation with relevant parties. Can that happen again? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but something tells me I'll be creating a part four of this Bang Energy Bankruptcy Explained series in about a month. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 